Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. And here we are, episode two of season six, continuing our series on introducing you to the contributors of the Firetime magazine. What's actually cool today's episode is that this is a return guest to the show. We have brought Ryan Blake back, and I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Now, Ryan is going to be one of the contributors that you hear from in the magazine, so she'll be producing articles and interviews that are really geared to help retailers grow. This is something that she lives and breathes every single day. And, you know, I wanted you guys just to get to know her. Last time she was on the podcast, we talked a lot about burnout and investing in team members. Today, we have a kind of a, a wider conversation that's going to cover a lot of different things. You know, in particular, we're going to start talking about how to focus your business. When do I start saying no to opportunities, even though it's hard, so that I can say yes to what's right? We're going to talk about investing in technology. And, and actually, at the end, we talk about investing in photography. And what I love about this is that when you hear Ryan, like you hear the passion and the excitement in what she does. And, and I truly believe that, that there is a generation of leaders like this across the country who are taking over businesses from the original generation that started it, and they are really looking to grow. One of the things that Ryan mentions in the conversation is that you have to get better before you get bigger. And, and that is so profound. Many companies try to scale, 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 and they circumvent the process of, of being robust as they do it. And it might work for a little while, but, but man, it is a, it's a house of cards just waiting to topple when, when something comes along, and we know that something comes along. So you can tell talking to Ryan that she is truly making this investment of like, we are going to get better. And you're going to hear her talking about some of the things that she's done that are even sometimes painful decisions, but but is really what it takes if you want your business to serve customers better. We, you know, we get into service calls and scheduling for installations, and I can't wait for you to hear about it. Another situation that she had this year was getting shut down by COVID-19. In the Pacific Northwest here, you know, the governments were very aggressive with what was considered an essential business. And, and there were many companies in our industry that had to shut down for an extended period of time. And and during that time, you're going to hear that, that she chose to make a major investment. And what's cool about it is that is that she just looked at it and said, well, I have this time on my hands that I've never had before. I'll probably never have again. And, and we're going to do it. We're going to, we're going to invest in some technology that's really going to help us. And, you know, there's, there's stories that I've heard of other businesses that, that didn't use the time effectively or, or that, that, you know, there's projects that they've always wanted to do, but they, they just, you know, they, they, they chose not to invest in the off season. Grant Falco always talks about how there's an invest season and a payoff season. And the cool thing about everybody listening right now is that you are in the invest season. You know, like March can still be busy, but really like from March, April, all the way through kind of July, maybe pushing into August, that's the invest season. Because once you hit end of August, September, it's payoff time. So so this is going to be the time that you hire that extra service tech or that you, you, you train an extra installation crew. And like, I don't care that it's extra overhead. Like you, I, I'm assuming if you, if you, you know, ran a business in the hearth industry this year, you should be sitting on a lot of extra profit dollars. But don't take it home. 
invest it back into the business because this is something that will make you money. If you hire that extra installation crew, you know, they could grow your business by a half million dollars this year and you, and you never could have if you were stuck at the bottleneck of, of just one crew or, you know, two crews, however many you had. So we're going to, we're going to get into a lot of this and I, and I think it's amazing. The last part, when we talk about investing in photography, you know, you can look in the show notes of this episode for seeing an example of what this is like, but I love her heart behind this. And and you're going to know this when you hear her talk about it or go to the Chimney Techniques website and see their pictures. It absolutely elevates their game. And, and it's this is something that doesn't cost a lot, but is something that I think every hearth business should be taking advantage of because it it shows personality. And it, it builds bridges to connect to your customers. And even though like, you know, like, yeah, like we're doing this to try to win a customer, there is still some authenticity in this that really presents you as a human working with and selling to humans. So we cover a lot of ground in this conversation. As always, I'll circle back at the end and we're going to talk about it. But for now, I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Joining me from Aberdeen, Washington, is a return guest to the show. She is the owner of Chimney Techniques. I'm here today with Ryan Blake. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm great. How are you today, Tim? Good. You know, I'm excited that you're back on the show, and I think that this is going to be a really good conversation. At, at the beginning of the season, I was looking at what do we want to accomplish with it, and I just I felt like hearing from the voices that are going to be contributing to the Firetime Magazine is important. And you've been on the show before to talk about you know something really specific this is going to be different we're going to cover just a lot of general ground that i think is going to be really helpful for people cool i'm excited so okay jumping into this ryan we were talking offline about this conversation and you said something that was really profound and you you talked about the idea of saying no to your customers not necessarily firing them but like but but when your business is busy there are times when you have to say no and it, and it kills you and it, it's hard when you've grown a business by always saying yes. I'd love to hear you talk about, you know, just what's been happening in your business and, and what's made you kind of stumble upon this. Okay. Yeah. So I am a people pleaser to my core. It's so, so saying no is, I can't even describe how hard it is. Um, but like we were saying is my dad, when he started this business 35 years ago, he was building a business. And so he had to say yes to everything like crazy situations. Sure. We'll do it. Install your home Depot stuff. You bet. No problem. (laughs) So anyway, we just, he took, we we did everything. And even up until recently, people would buy a fireplace or whatever from anywhere. They bought a used one and we would come and we would service it. If they were having trouble, we were trying to save the day for everybody. Well, we've gotten where we've, we've grown so big that this last season has been so overwhelmingly busy that our customers that had bought fireplaces from us were calling for whatever reason for just a routine service. They were system down and we were having to tell them, I'm sorry, we'll we'll come see you in four to six weeks. That's our soonest available appointment. And we had the technicians were, I mean, the irony of it is I had done that podcast on burnout and my team was getting so burned out because we were trying to be everything to everybody. And so after a lot, a lot of discussions with my team, we made the decision that if they were not what we consider a current customer, which is we've been there within five years, if we installed it ever, or they did, they weren't buying a new fireplace actively, we have to start saying no. And it has been incredibly difficult 
to have conversations with people and tell them, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Yeah. I'm sorry that your nephew installed your fireplace and something isn't right and you're cold. It, it, it's just been really difficult. And I second guess myself at least twice a day. But at the same time, I'm seeing a massive change in my team because they're not overwhelmed. Also, we are factory trained on everything that we're getting called out to work on. So things go smoother. We don't have all of these, well, let's see if I can find that part at some random website or, well, I've never worked on this before, but let me see if I can guess my way through it. It's now when we come, we are efficient and it is done well. There's no more, well, you were here and it's not work now. This part isn't working. So yeah. As hard as it's been, there's been payoff. Yeah. You know, that I mean, that that's a super hard decision. And I, I know people listening are going to be in the same boat. And there's probably people all over the board, some that are that, that are really strict on, hey, we only service what we sell or what's been sold in the last two years. And there's other people that are out trying to to service everything. And I think that there's a, you know, a really valid business model for both. But you know, making those decisions is, it's really hard. And, and like, frankly, that's, that's what a leader gets paid to do. Even though the decision has been hard to do that, you, you talked about the fact that now your team, actually, it sounds like they provide a better customer experience. Can you kind of dive into that a little bit? I think so, because, uh, you know, it's, it's harder, I would say on the, on the office side, because they're having, they're saying no more than they're saying yes, it seems lately. Uh, but when the guys go out in the field, they're going out, they pretty much know that for the most part, we're going to have the part in stock. So we're going to be able to get this figured out and fix today, unless it's a completely off the wall scenario or situation. Um, So there's a lot less follow-ups. There's a lot less callbacks. They're able to close, collect, done all in the same day. So, you know, I feel like when they come back, if they had a job where they are going to have to return they bring that back and it's just eating at them in the back of their mind at the end of the day. I don't know. That's just my the feeling and the vibes that I get. But when they come back and I ask, how'd your day go? Great. Any follow-ups that I need to be aware of? No, not today. I've been hearing oh, well, that more and more, which is like, yeah, what is happening? <laughs> well, when you're a service tech, I'm just thinking like, if, if, if I can go out for a day and it's like four up, four down, that's amazing. Versus like, well, we completed one of them. Okay, now on the second one, it's this weird model from the 80s, and I thought I had a thermocouple, but I don't. Here's the serial number. The company's gone. And, and so now this is all dropped on your service manager's plate. Which is me right so, now. <laughs> yeah, so right. So like, and, and you're wearing multiple hats, and now one of those hats is trying to track down a random thermocouple. Now this, this customer has probably already paid you something to come out to their house. Maybe not, but their money's left hanging. Their fireplace is like not working. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a beehive, right? Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. And they're mad because now it might even be, I mean, we try to always put them back together, but yeah, they've waited four weeks. Like I was just saying to get on the schedule and now we're saying, well, we need to find the part that's going to take a while. We have to order it and then we have to squeeze you back in somewhere. So we'll see you in two months. Yeah. The, I, w- I want to, I want to keep talking about things to say no to, but I, I do want to make a note. Like the, the cool thing here is, you know, every customer is super valuable and service customers can be some of your best like reoccurring revenue. That's just is automatic with maintenance plans and things like that. And they're, and they're word of mouth. They're a customer that doesn't cost you anything to acquire and they'll tell other people about you if you do a good job. So, I mean, if you're in a situation like this, part of me wonders if it would be worth having the, the folks on the phones just apologize and 
maybe like write down that customer's name, address, phone number. And like in the off season, this is telling us, okay, like we got to hire, like we could keep a, a service tech employed doing this, but we need someone that's, that's familiar with a bunch of different brands. We have like a universal solution for most fireplaces with parts and then call those customers back and just say, Hey, you know, in the, in the, in the winter you called, we weren't able to help you. And we're so sorry about that, but we've actually hired a technician specifically for this. And we're here to serve you when you're ready. Just so like, you've got that contact with the customer and now they're on your email list for like next year with service promotions. I don't know. I think there's something there. Yep. And that's exactly what we're doing is we have a Google sheets that everybody has access to. So we are apologizing. Listen, I'm so sorry that you can't like right now we can't take any new customers. As soon as we open things back up, we will, we'll, we'll start going down this list and the nice, and I have them, they need, they need certain information, including if it's a wood gas fire, whatever it is, because it, if, if, there, if it, all the relevant information they can get, because that way we can kind of pick and choose through that and decide which, oh my gosh, which yeah. Those, and then, yeah. And they can even rate like the, the customer's attitude. If it was a grouchy person, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. You know, and I think that this is an area that I, I get really excited about. I have, I have a, a business that I help with this sort of thing where, um, they've got a big list of past customers. And so we, we put together an email campaign, uh, just saying it was, it was to promote a, a winter service special and it was going to be four emails that would go out over, you know, X many weeks. And it basically, as customers signed up for the promotion, they were taken off of the future emails in that, in that campaign. Mm-hmm. And, and literally we ran, it was supposed to be four emails deep and we ran like two and I got a call saying, turn it off, turn it off. We're slammed. We can't deal with it. <laughs> but like, what, like what a good problem to have that service was a little bit slow. So, you know, like to put together a campaign like that, if you do it in house, it costs you $0. If you hire somebody, it's not that expensive, but like for basically free, you can, you've already got the customer names. So it doesn't cost you any money to acquire them. And if the emails are really simple of like, hey, the season's about to start, so we have $75 off of a, a maintenance check or whatever. And then a week later, hey, we have we have two weeks left on our on our maintenance check. And a week later, hey, this is the last day to sign up. Um, I, I think it's really powerful. And, and it's a revenue stream that can really boost service, especially leading into the season, but I think in the off season as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's definitely on our on our list to do this year is I, and I love, I never thought about the, the four email campaigns. So I really like that. Yeah. I want to, I want to talk about your new service service system in a second, but, but I want to stay on this theme of, of when to say no. So you talked about, about kind of with service work that just, unfortunately there had to be a line drawn when you, when you hit capacity. One thing that I found and, and I hated it too, because like as a, as a salesperson and, and someone that like wants to help people, it kills you to say no. But a lot of the time, it's actually the right thing to do. So there were times of the year where we would hit a point in season where we would stop installing gas line. And and we just I'd tell my team, you can sell any gas products, but no gas line. Because for us, with limited installation capacity, and we had multiple crews, but we were still tapped out. Like We had the choice of, you know, do I want to install one gas insert and whatever it is, 100 feet of gas line wrapping around a bunch of corners or do I want to install four gas inserts where gas lines already in the fireplace? You know, it's, it's, it's a no brainer that like, if, if you've got a bunch of customers waiting, saying no to that work is the best thing. And, and, and some people, they think like, well, no customer is going to put up with that. It's like, well, there's a lot of companies that don't even install gas line at all. And the truth is that in season, the demand is so high 
you know, there's like, there's a lot of plumbers out there that do a good job installing gas line. And it's, it, of course, like we want to make life easier for a customer when we can. But if we just look at like, there's so much demand for our products, let's not get lost in secondary things. Like let's keep our eye on the prize. That was, that was a big one for me, even though it was hard. Yeah. That you even explaining that, if that was, you know, that's a huge lever that I might, I may pull next, next winter is doing exactly that. Maybe working with a local company to like, yeah. Yeah. Like that's, we get a lot of propane around here. We don't have a lot of natural gas. So that's, yeah. that's a, a lever I could probably pull to help with revenue. And that's amazing. Yeah. And I know for us, it just helped too. like the installers, man, they love installing gas inserts. With gas <laughs> yeah, in the fireplace. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing to go wrong. Yeah, exactly. great. I do think that there's a difference between starting a business and running a business. Like Donald Miller talks about before your company hits a million dollars, you're chasing every dollar you can get sales, sales, sales. Like if you can sell it and it's not going to hurt anybody, do it. And there is definitely a time and place for that. And I know what it's like to be in like a startup business that's, that's tried to figure this out. So I, I, I understand that. But when you are running a business, I actually really think you probably need to say no a lot more than you say yes, because focus is the name of the game. I mean, even starting up a business, like for me, my debate is I got to be laser focused on what we are after. And even though we're trying to grow revenue, it's got to be within the, within the bounds of our focus. Otherwise, we're going to get in big trouble if we start chasing the wrong things and crippling our ability to do what we originally set out to do. But I think that especially in a case like yours, Ryan, where your dad started the business and grew it to a certain point, and now you come in where where you are not starting a business, you're running a business, It we really have to think about like what are our fast lanes? What are we really good at? And we have to throw everything into there. Yeah. It's, it's all about like you, like we were talking about is to me, it's, I said, we're, we're becoming less of a stove shop and more of a fireplace boutique. We know that we do this. Yeah. We are this, these few things, we are the best in the area at these let's focus on these and let's, and we know that these side things that they bring in a little bit of money, but they usually end up being a can of worms. Like we're cutting those out and we're just niching to what we know we are the best at. You know, this is a funny example that, that, that I found when I was working for Fireside the last few years. Uh, we, we had installation crews that could do a lot, of kind, a lot of different kinds of work. And, and there were times where we would install everything, framing, drywall, stone, tile. And then there are other times where we would just install the fireplace. And one of the, one of the tough decisions that I was actually advised to make from, from one of the owners was to not sell a fully finished wall. And it killed me because I was like, well, man, like, you know, it's a huge dollar. And they're like, yeah, but at what price to us? Like, you know, our, like we're really good at fireplaces and, and, and we're really good at, at gas line. But there are people that like specialize in framing and specialize in finish work. And what happens if like a piece of stone is like a different color than what it was supposed to be, but it got installed. Or what if like this tile edge isn't bullnose the right way, you know, and then you, and then you extend a, a job that, you know, could have been really quick to four or five days and, and there's a lot of companies that are built for that. So the, the purpose isn't saying that work is bad. It was just that like you're saying, Ryan, we weren't built for it the same way. And so what we, what we did instead is we said no. And what we offered was a light reframing and we would put up backer board and we, and we told customers that we will leave your fireplace ready to finish. So if, it, if we walked into it and, and, and we kind of drew the line at like, if there was anything load bearing, anything more than a half wall, like we didn't do it. Half wall is pretty easy. You just throw a couple two by fours up. There's nothing load bearing in many cases. 
And we, what we found is that we could we could take a zero clearance rip and replace job and take it from a three day job full of stone to a four hour job. And it really actually we still made probably half of the money that the full stone job was going to be, but it took like a sixth of, or an eighth of the time. And, and, and it killed me to say no. And I thought people were going to be like, well, no, like we're only doing this if it's a full meal deal, but just presenting it as like, well, we're going to come in, remove the fireplace, install the new one. And we'll put a backer board. It's ready to finish. And you can have whoever you want put on the Tyler stone. Mm-hmm. We found that customers were like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. like that was it. That was fine. Yeah, yeah. no, that's We've, we've considered actually doing the full wall thing. And then I, I start going down that road of, whoa, but then what, you know, that's just, it's amazing what people will agree to it. You know, like you said, as you cut back and you explain your stance, yeah. people are very understanding. Yeah. And it makes you better at those, at those, at those few things. And obviously you can't, you can't cut back so much that you don't offer a service, but in general, our problem is, is that like, there's most often there's too many things that we offer. And I think that by focusing that is, is going to be good. Um, even when, when me and Grant go into showrooms, most of the time we recommend that people take out displays. Most, I think most showrooms have too many displays. Yours actually has a really good mix, but I think that most showrooms have too many. You know, the last thing when we're, when we're thinking about saying no is I've heard of companies doing this. I think it's a great idea where like in the season, you know, every company's out however long, four weeks to somebody's 12 weeks, 13 weeks this year. And what what I have seen some companies do is to open up a fast lane where they take like two days a week, let's just say Thursday and Friday, and they qualify that only certain jobs can get installed on these days. And these are going to be the high dollar, like low risk jobs. So say like gas inserts with no gas line, one story wood burning inserts, like wood stove change outs where we're not touching the vent pipe, you know, whatever the situation is. And those only get booked on Thursdays and Fridays and anything else is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And what that means is that you're guaranteed to have your last two days of the week be the easiest jobs. You can probably stack more of them up because there's very little risk and a lot less time and you're not as far out. So, you know, if you're booked out six weeks, you're booked out six weeks on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday jobs that are the ones that are really complex and really difficult. But on your fast lane days, you might only be booked out two to three weeks and that's so powerful where you're getting you're giving the best jobs priority, not treating everything as equal, which that that involves saying no, but I think that I think that that's actually really good. I love that. I absolutely love that idea. I think that's I, that's something we will be implementing. We'll get back to our conversation with Ryan Blake in just 1 minute. Hey, if you're listening to this and thinking, my goodness, like, how do I know what decisions to make, what to focus on, and which things to say no to so that I can invest in actually growing my business? You need to take advantage of a blitz trip. Now, a blitz trip is when Grant Falco and I come out to your company for just about three days, and we spend time with you going through every aspect of your business and really breaking down where your opportunities are and what you need to be aware of as weaknesses. It all culminates with us presenting you a big three, where for the next six months, these are the three things that you need to focus on. Now, this big three is going to be a roadmap for your business, and if you stick with it, 
you're going to see traction and it's going to pay off. I want to share with you something that Matt Reed, the general manager of Barnhill Chimney, shared after a recent Blitz trip. He said, Within hours of arriving in our business, Tim and Grant not only described the problems we were facing in detail, but also how to solve them. They've worked hand in hand with us since then doing just that. Now, we love hearing testimonials like that from Matt. It's been a pleasure to work with them, and we want to do the same thing for your business. Now, a couple of things I'll say. Number one is that the amount of blitz trips we can do in a year is limited and quarter one sold out. So we still have some availability in quarter two and quarter three, but you definitely want to take advantage of it soon. The other piece is that the price tag's high. So not every business is in a place where they can afford this. But if your business did well this year and you want to invest in the off season so that next year is even better, you need to take advantage of a blitz trip. To sign up for your Blitz trip today, go to itsfiretime.com slash blitz. That's itsfiretime.com slash blitz. COVID has been crazy. And for our industry, like, I think we all saw this thing where, like, you know, you were at the trade show in New Orleans this year. We, we flew home to, like, a different world. I mean, I got back to Portland and just, it was a different world than when I left. And in Oregon and Washington, like, stuff got shut down, you know, like businesses were out of commission and and everyone was reeling trying to figure out like, are we even going to be able to survive? And then all of a sudden it's flips and we're busier than we've ever been. And there's no product available. And like, it's like people have this money to spend because they've been sitting at home and, and you know, whatever. But you did something really interesting when your business was shut down. You didn't just sit around and complain. You made an investment and I'd love to hear about kind of what that was and how the timing worked out. Yeah. So we had a software system that we implemented in 2001. And so it just, I didn't feel like it was giving the the customer service that I wanted to provide. So I went and decided to upgrade to a new computer system. And so we did, I pulled that trigger in early April. So we, we shut down officially on March 27th. And I think April 8th, I signed the contract for the new company after about a week of discovery calls and things like that. And so I spent the entire downtime building this new system, basically from the ground up. All we did was port over our customer list of whatever thousands. Yeah. Um, And anyway, and it has been just an amazing process. It's been bumpy. I have threatened to cancel and pull the plug multiple times, but yeah, (laughs) Now that we've got it rolling, it's amazing. It's got the best customer service. We're getting so much feedback from our customers. As soon as somebody books a call with or books a, a job with us, they get an email confirmation, a text message confirmation. The day prior, they get both the same, just a friendly reminder. We're coming and I can customize everything. When the guys dispatch, so they leave, there's geofencing involved. So when they pull into somebody's driveway, it automatically lets me know they're on site. I can see where they're at every stage of the job while they're on site. I know exactly when they finish that job. And it's, it's again, with the geofencing, as soon as they pull out of the driveway, it lets the net, it says, hey, are you done? And they complete the job. They have to collect right there before they can complete the job. So good. Oh, so okay, good. Let, can we just talk about my AR right now? Amazing. Yes. And cash flow, amazing. So, Game changer. That's the loan. Yeah, don't let don't let the technicians and installers leave without getting the money. That is a golden rule. That was that right there has paid for it. But so then, it, as soon as they complete that job, it lets the next customer in line know, hey, 
here's, and it sends them a text message with a picture that says, here's the tech that's coming to your house. Here's a quick yeah. bio about him. And here's a link. You can go ahead and track him Uber style and see exactly where he's at and what his ETA to your house is. It's incredible. And I, I would ask you like, so everybody listening is like, if they don't have this already, they're thinking like, oh my gosh, I got to do this, but I don't have time. But, but what you did is you obviously said, I have downtime. What can I do to invest? I guys, I don't have time. If you ask anybody on my team, there's, they ask when I sleep, I don't have time. My, I don't have time brain, (laughs) but I also prior, I try to prioritize what is going to move, like I've learned from Tim, what is going to move the needle? Yeah. And this was a pain point that I had. And so I said, this has to take priority. So I worked really late and I get up really early. And I know that right now I'm putting in a lot of work, because, but it was six months of a lot of work. Yep. But now I'm seeing payoff where I can actually go to bed at a decent hour, yeah. at a decent time. Like that's, it's just prioritizing. Everybody's yeah. busy. Oh, so good. You know, and yeah, there's definitely like times in life where you just do need to flex up and, and, and put in the hours to do it. Like I'm a big fan of getting sleep, but there are times where it's like, no, like this is a, this is a season where I'm going to sacrifice a little bit of sleep because the bigger objective needs to get done, right. but I'm going to make it up there. You know, you have to you have to be fair to make it up to yourself. So I think it's cool. So you're talking a lot about technology. So you know, you have this customer experience where they, they book a call, they get a confirmation or they book a service call, they get a confirmation. And then they're, they, when the team is dispatched, they find out, Hey, this is John or Bill or Sue. And here's a picture. And they like to go fishing on the weekends and then they can track to see when they're going to be at your house. I think that's incredible. Like the first time I experienced it of all things was a few years ago. Uh, the glass on my cell phone broke and the, and I found like a mobile cell phone repair place that was really cost effective and and they would come to my house and do it and I couldn't believe it. So I booked it and I just got this text like hey your guy is on his way. He's coming from the east side of Portland. Here's where he is. And I looked in real time and I'm seeing the tech come to me and it was so reassuring that like I I didn't I I was thinking about like okay, can I take this phone call now because I don't know when they're going to be here or like if I have to like step out for a second or like, you know, like whatever. It's it's a great customer experience and I guess to me, it seems like customers customers want this technology and there's kind of this thing of like, well, my customers don't care. Like my average customers are in their 60s or 70s and I don't care if you're 70 years old or older. Mm-hmm. You have a cell phone and people text you mm-hmm. and, and having a company send a picture and a bio and a link with here is exactly where we are. Like that's amazing customer service. Have you, have you found that even older customers have responded well to that technology? They love it because and they can all t- they can text back to all of our text messages. They can, re- they reply back constantly. And here in the office, we all have access to that chat feed. And yeah. so we know exactly when somebody's responded and we get customers that we know are, you know, the, the elderly customers and they will thank you. I mean, they just respond. Thank you. And we'll even respond back. You're welcome. So they know yeah. that this isn't just some random robot, you know, this yeah. is actually us. I, I think that's great. And, and I think that, that we can't fall for the lie that like certain people that are older don't like technology. Oh, they, and, they, they love yeah. it. Oh, here's the other amazing thing about it is I, it has these customized forms. And so I created, you know, when you go and get your car service and they give yeah. you this big sheet of all the things that they checked. I don't know about you, but I love to look at that. Yeah, I know. Well, I created essentially one for gas fireplaces or gas appliance, a wood appliance and a pellet. 
And so they are required. They cannot leave the job until that is completely filled out. They have to take a before picture before they touch the fireplace and an after picture. All of these things are gated. They can't move on until these things are done. And that, as soon as they hit complete on that, it gets emailed to the customer. And then, and then after, again, after they leave, once they leave, um, the customer will get another text message survey saying, hey, how was your experience? And then they can rate one to five stars. And I actually have a dashboard where I know where all of my technicians, I know their their average score. I know every, everything. Yeah. And if they get, if they rate four to five stars, I haven't turned this feature on, but I can say, hey, would you mind posting that to, or can I click this button to post to Google? If it's under four, it says, hey, what can we do better? Yeah, it was well, amazing. Yeah, and I think what's so cool is is that you made this investment during COVID. And I just think like, you know, I mean, I, I, I know of companies that, that didn't do a lot during COVID and scrambled as soon as as soon as things opened back up. And I, I think it's cool that you did this. And and even though this year has been tough, it's it's obviously paid off that you're able to do service better and more efficiently than before. The one thing I want to ask you about too, kind of rounding this out, is one thing I've noticed because I follow I follow your company on social media. You guys have made a monster investment into photography lately. And like if you guys haven't seen the chimney techniques like Instagram and Facebook, you know, I, I just I love the photos that you're posting. You've got photos of like happy people in front of the fireplace, like kids playing games, like dogs you 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 even like in your showroom like you like if you do like a q a it's like you holding this gigantic like is it a newfoundland like what kind of yeah if you, you might hear her snoring in the background of this recording yeah that's similar. yeah so it, it i think i think it's amazing and you have to think that it it both shows the personality of your company, but also just like the aspirational identity of this is what your life can look like. I'd love to hear you talk about like, what was it that made you do that? Cause not many companies like decide, Oh, we're going to invest in our own photography. Most companies are just like, Oh, the factory's got pictures. Well, that was the thing is every time I tried to find something to send to a customer to show, this is what I want to bring to your house. I couldn't find something that I liked. I couldn't. And so that's, I mean, I keep telling people, we're, we don't sell fireplaces. We sell a lifestyle. That's yeah. what we sell. And I mean, you've talked about it too. It's, and I think, and again, Tim Rethlake said it, it's, we're the yeah. entertainment and, and romance industry. Yep. Yep. So when people come in, I don't ask how, I mean, I, I might get there eventually, but what size is your home? Blah, blah. No, I ask, well, you know, what are you looking to achieve? Are you looking to update the look? Are you yeah. like, 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 let's, let's get to the actual emotional reason why you're in and, my Yeah. Store. Why? Like, let's understand why. Yeah. And a lot of times those, those lifestyle photos, they, again, they show people, this is what, this is the life that they want. And yeah. so this is what, this is just, and it, the fireplace is always in the background. It's rarely the feature. Yeah. And it's, that's, I mean, that's, we're just, we are just adding the cherry on top with the fireplace to your lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. You know, and, and I think that like one of the misnomers out there is that photography is super expensive and I can't afford it. And I feel like, I mean, it depends who you pay, but there's a lot of photographers out there that, that do it part time that for like a very reasonable amount or client referrals or anything like that can come into your business and, and really transform what you have available. And the cool thing is it is that no one can duplicate that. So like if you've got some like cold static factory, boring picture, everybody's got it, but, but not your photos. Like this is your company. These are mine. And if I see them somewhere else, I know they've been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, 
and yeah, it's, it's been, I mean, yes, it's an investment. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's something that can be reused and recycled over and over and over. We might show a family with playing game night or whatever, and we can use that for one thing. We can twist the whole post and make, use that same photo for something six months down the road. Also, a big thing is people are people just connect with dogs. Oh my gosh. Yes. People like people literally drive by here. If you, if you look at any posts with cinder, Oh, all the comments and likes and everything people drive by here and they literally stop just to say hi to cinder. Just that's it. That's all. Just want to stop and say hi to cinder. People walk in here all the time. And before they will tell me why they're here, they're like, we got to see cinder. Yeah. I went to a job site yesterday. And as soon as I pulled up, they, I started to close up and lock my truck. And they said, wait, is your customer service expert in the truck? <laughs> I said, yes, she is. And they said, let her out. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, and I think that those are, those are things that, that they show like that you're real people. They show your personality and, and it's, it's worth investing in. Like, people are always looking for connection points. Like when in sales, like it's, it's about building bridges. Like when a customer walks into a showroom, I'm always thinking, how do I build a bridge? How do I build every word that comes out of their mouth? Can I build a bridge to connect with this person? Mm-hmm. And like dogs is such a non-threatening way to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome. I, I would love with your permission. I, I'd love to post a picture in the show notes of Cinder because these are like simple things that you can do that make a big difference, especially like on social media, people respond really well to ads that have dogs in front of fireplaces. Yes. <laughs> dogs. It's our best for performing posts are photos that include Cinder or any of the other dogs, because I've got dogs of all my friends that are in the photos. Yeah. I've got all my friends' dogs too. Yep. Or myself and my dad. If we kind of do a throwback picture that we've yeah. found of me and my dad, yeah. these are amazing because people, they just, they, it's that, it's what you just said. It's that connection. It's that face of familiarity that they love. And you even, you said that you'll have people come in and be like, hey, Ryan. Yeah. No, people in the grocery store. Yeah. My daughter will not go grocery shopping with me or my husband because we, yeah. <laughs> people are like, hey, Ryan. And we'll walk by and my husband will say, who was that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably a customer. I don't know. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the beauty of it is people come in and they know you, even though you don't know who they are. Which is, I mean, it's great because it just it helps take down that barrier. Yeah, I I think an investment in photography is so important. I encourage every business listening to do it because, and if you can't find anybody. Just pose with your family and turn your head so that your face isn't in the picture. Like that's li- that's literally what I did. Is like no one would volunteer, so we shot pictures in front of my fireplace and I turned my head sideways so you, <laughs> you couldn't see my face. Totally. And yep. <laughs> you know, I, I it's powerful. It's powerful. You know, so Ryan, this has been a great conversation. We've covered a lot of ground. You're one of the contributors for the Firetime Magazine, and I'd love to just hear about like what what kinds of things do you think that that the industry is going to be hearing about from you this year. I'm all about how to, we've talked about it before. I'm all about how to grow better and not eight before we grow bigger. You, there's all mm. types of strategies to grow bigger. But the thing is, is until you get better, those are always the things I am digging deep. I'm listening to your podcast. I'm listening to all these business podcasts because I want to know how to serve our customers better. And that's the kind of thing that I'm hoping to contribute a little bit is how I how I do our customer experience right down to, I mean, here's like these little mugs that I have. Yeah. 
listeners can't see it, but I had custom made <laughs> mugs that have chimney techniques stamped on them. Every new install gets one of those with a package. Amazing. Like, just like a, a thank you. We so appreciate you. So that every time they go to make some coffee and they're sitting in front of their fireplace, they can think of us. Oh, so good. And and I'm looking at that too. Like that's high quality. It's not just like junk. It's not just like a crappy stamp on a on a, you know, no. cheesy mug. No, they are beautiful. They're handmade by a local artisan here in our area. Oh, so good. Yeah. So we include this and then also we're going to start including just a bag of coffee or tea mm, that from a local yeah. roaster that we have here. Yeah. So anyway, it's little things like that. That's the stuff that I like again going right back to we sell a lifestyle. Yeah. So I mean, that to me is how you build a business. Yeah. Ryan, this has been amazing. And I know that our listeners are going to get a ton of value out of it. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. I love it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ryan Blake. I thought it was terrific. And there are a few things as I'm looking over my notes that I want to hit as we leave today. You know, first off, that idea of when to say no this is so important and and I'll tell you like this is hard. I mean for the for the for the longest time in the industry I would say yes to everything. And I thought it was right. I thought I was helping people and and for a little while I could get away with it, but that I'm telling you saying yes to everything will bite you. Warren Buffett is famous for saying the difference between successful people and very successful people is that very successful people say no to almost everything. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. And I, I think that a part of it has to do with knowing what's in your wheelhouse. So like, if, if I think about my own life and where I'm at right now with like the different you know consulting and, and business and software projects that I'm involved with, there are things that, that I know are within my wheelhouse. And if it's within my wheelhouse and I have capacity, I say yes all the time. But if it's something that is that is not within the focus of what I'm doing, I I am learning to say no, you know, in just about every situation because you only have so much time. It's your most valuable commodity. You can make more money, right? You can hire more people. You can run a bigger business, whatever. But like you can never get more time and your time is the most effective thing that you can use. And so I guess you know, in terms of thinking about this with, with like the service work with Ryan's business, you know, right now she only has so many service techs. Now down the road, she can hire more that can scale, but right now in the moment, they only have so much time. And, and if her company is being blasted with opportunities and she is having to tell people that have spent, you know, $5,000 plus with her to buy an insert or buy a stove, I'm sorry, we can't take care of you because a customer we've never worked with before that has a random stove from the 1980s needs help and we're trying to track down a thermocouple on the internet and it's not working. Like, you know, it's really hard because you want to serve everybody, but the truth is that one of those people is already your customer. And and if put in a position where you have to choose, take care of your existing customers and be very honest and transparent with the non-customers that call you. This is, this is something that's very, very important and I know it can rub people the wrong way, but many business leaders put extra stress on themselves every year in the busy season because they don't know when to say no and they're not focused on the things that will make them money, serve their customers and help their team. These are hard decisions to make, but they're the right decisions to make. And, you know, if anything, if, if, if there's customers you're not able to serve, 
use that as a dashboard light to say, okay, in the invest season next year, we're going to invest in this, this, and this, because we are not going to leave these customers out to dry next year. You know, So I, I think there's a lot there, but knowing when to say no is powerful. Thinking about the fact that she invested in a point of sale system, this is big. You know, The fact that her service system does everything that she talked about, it sends text messages, it shows GPS tracking to the customer. Guys, this is, this is becoming the cost of entry for doing business in today's world. It really is. It's, it's not absolutely mandatory yet, but mark my words, in two, three years, like this is just the standard of, of operating a business that everyone has to be thinking about. Otherwise, you're going to look like you're you know back in the Stone Age. So it's cool that she did that, that she used that time. One of the things that, that I think was big too is she took a risk. You know, how many businesses out there know that their inventory system isn't right or that they don't manage their warehouse the right way or that they don't have a point of sale system, you know, maybe even at all, but they're too busy to invest. Take the time and do it. I mean, I mean, what you're going to do is, you, is you're going to invest tens of hours on the front end to save hundreds of hours and literally thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars in the back end. It's worth investing that time. And, and you know, this is, this is what I found for myself is that, is that, Every time I start to get too close to it and, and, I, and I make the excuse, I can't do this because I don't have time, that's a, that's a clue for me that I stop and, and I, I have to make the decision. Like I, I want to eliminate, I don't have time for my vocabulary. So like if, if I ever say that or think it, I, I, it's a clue for me to stop and think, no, it's not that I don't have time, it's that I'm choosing not to make time. And if I'm okay with that, that like, yeah, I don't, I'm not doing this because I'm choosing not to make time for it. Perfect. I can keep going with my day. But if I look at something and I think, well, okay, this is really important. It's going to help me and I'm choosing not to make time for it. I better change that. So I'll carve out time on the schedule or take a day off or whatever it is. And maybe not right away in the moment, but, but I'll try to make time for that priority. And I'd encourage you to do the same thing. It's, it's the way that you grow. One of the things that I want to mention just real quick is so it's a concept from Jim Collins, and this kind of goes back to, to when to say no, but but even more importantly, when to say yes, and, and really how to align your company around a goal or a vision. But Jim Collins, in the book Good to Great, talks in chapter eight about a concept called the flywheel. And truthfully, like when I read this chapter, I didn't even know what a flywheel was, but basically it's a metal wheel on an axis. And Jim Collins says, that imagine that you've got a giant flywheel that is your business and every day you're pushing and pushing and pushing, trying to get momentum and it's so heavy, you're pushing with all your might, it's barely moving and you keep pushing and then over time it starts to spin a little bit and then it starts to go faster and faster and faster. Eventually the, the weight that used to be working against you now starts working for you and this thing is spinning. So you're still pushing but the same amount of effort pushing before gets you further and further and faster and faster than what happened previously. So what he says in your business is that is that there needs to be a flywheel. You need to think about what are the stages of the flywheel for my business that start to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And I mean, I'm, I'm just doing this on the fly. I'm not looking at any notes. But if, but if you take a retail business, business and you think about, okay, what's our flywheel? Okay, well, our flywheel is that, you know, step one, we are going to sell fireplaces that keep families in our community warm and safe, okay? So if you can do that, the next stage is that you go back to those existing customers and sell service and maintenance plans to keep their products updated. Okay, so you've sold the fireplaces and now you're continuing to reach those customers with service and maintenance plans. 
And now that you've sold the fireplaces and you've continued to develop the business and the relationship with service plans, because those customers know you and trust you, now you move into a marketing campaign to win referral work and reviews because of that, which allows you to get more revenue, hire more employees and more installation crews, which then allows you to go back and sell more fireplaces to more customers that you had before, which allows you, you know, you get, you get the point, the, the, the flywheel is spinning. And, you know, this is going to look a lot different for many businesses. And, and like what I just did off the top of my head may not be the flywheel for your business, but there's going to be four to six cyclical items that are on your flywheel that you can do over and over and over again. And if all of a sudden you have success and someone says, hey, where was that success? Well, there's not one thing. We just kept doing these simple things over and over and over again. And it's build up, build up, build up, and then breakthrough. Think about that with your flywheel. And this is how it goes back into saying no to customers is that if you know what's on your flywheel, you can really start to know what to say yes to and no to because if part of your flywheel is, you know, servicing customers so that you can win more referrals and and spread your brand even further at, at, you know, low to no cost, you know, then you ask the question, okay, this is part of our flywheel. If we keep chasing all this random service work that takes us forever and we leave all of our customers behind, is, is that really what, how we want the flywheel to spin or do we actually right now need to say no to certain kinds of work so that we can continue to push the flywheel and get to what's next? You do it over and over and over again and it's powerful. So I know there's a lot to take away there, but I think that these concepts are really worth thinking about. Now, as we round out, if this podcast has been a blessing for you and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website patreon.com slash it's fire time. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash it's fire time. And guys, every penny that you guys give us month to month is incredible. And like there's some there's some people that, that give us like five bucks, like you're taking me out for a virtual cup of coffee. There's other people that give more and man, like it means the world. Like we do not take it lightly. And the fact that you guys have chosen to support this allows me to outsource some of the administrative work of the podcast so that we can really focus on providing you the best content that grows your business week in and week out. So thank you. It means the world. Now, as we go out today, you know, you've just heard from another contributor in the Firetime magazine. I hope that you pick it up and start growing your business because the content in that magazine is just an evolution and expansion of what we've started in the podcast. You've heard from Ryan today. You know that to grow your business, you have to focus. There's things you need to say no to. It's time now to go out and do it. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, And the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time.